You know, I was uh, touched just uh, recently. I was in Vidin. I was with a Romi church there. And uh, they are some of the poorest Romis I've met. The poorest Romis I've met. And we were in their service and they took up an offering. And the pastor said, we are going across to Romania. This evening. And we're taking an offering for this church in Romania. And we went across to Romania that evening. And they took the offering. And the church in Romania was poorer than the Romis. And they gave them all the money that they had taken from their offering and, and it touched my heart. Because I thought these people that had nothing found somebody else that had less than they had. Because their heart was to bless the poor. And, and to cause them to be blessed. And I, I really feel that, you know, we need to get hold of this. You know, I would encourage you, don't look for reasons why you can't, shouldn't give. Look for reasons to give. You know, have a heart to give. Encourage me what Shagan said about the sickness in the church. As they gained, God's blessing came on the life of the people, and sickness started to disappear from that church. You know, says, I said to you earlier, it says they prospered in all things. Yeah. If we give God to God first, we prosper in every area of life. We are in a recession in England. I think your news here is telling you similar things to our news in England. There's going to be problems. We're going to be short of money. You know, be careful. We've had a number of people in our church made redundant. I was given a list of everybody in our church that gives, that gives on a regular basis. There were three people that weren't on the list. They are the only three people in our church that have lost their jobs Everybody else that was giving at this point in time has kept their job. The first three to lose their jobs were the three people that we have no recorded giving from whatsoever. I found that shocking. I found it shocking that the two statistics lined up with each other. God's blessing on the people's lives and keeping their jobs and those that lost their jobs before I was working as an evangelist and traveling the world I pastored a church and uh, as a pastor I used to see people every week and at that time I was given a list of everybody in the church that gave 
And I thank God for everyone that gave in the church. And then I noticed in my diary with all my appointments to see people. The people that I was seeing week in and week out every week I saw these people they were not on the list of givers everyone who was on the list of givers never needed to see their pastor they didn't have the problems that the people that weren't giving their lives were blessed and I started to think I wonder if the two are linked so when people came to see me they would say pastor I am so ill we have these debts and I would listen to all of that with just one ear and then I would say to them when was the last time you gave anything they said I can't afford to give I said your life tells me you can't afford not to give one by one I persuaded them all that they needed to start to give something amazing as they started to give as little as they had they started to give sometimes they couldn't give 10% but they wanted to and they said we'll give 5% because we're going to prove God in this so they gave 5% and they found that 95% they left had, had left over went further than the 100% they had and some of those people within weeks were giving 10, 15, 20% one man was 28,000 pounds in debt and within 6 months he was debt free and he had money in his bank account he means he learned to give you know if you're a pastor and your people are coming to you and they have problems I would ask you have you asked them if they're giving because if they're not giving they are always going to have problems you know, save yourself problems get to the root cause not the symptoms if you're not giving you're not going to be blessed you know we have learned this I just want to emphasize it I'm not telling you this because I want you to give me your gift although I'm entitled for you to give me a gift I'm, in, I'm allowed to expect a gift but I don't want it but you do need to learn to give when I learned this lesson 
God started to bless my life. I remember as a young believer going into church one day and they, like Craig said, we're going to send the offering around. And God said to me, give everything that you've got. And I thought, oh, that's okay. I haven't got much in my pocket. And I took my pocket, the money from my pocket out. And there was some paper with it. Paper, like paper. paper money. No, just paper. An envelope. There was the money. And then there was this envelope. I immediately felt my heart sink. Because I recognized the shape of the envelope. It was the envelope my wages came in. <laughs> I'd forgotten to take it out of my pocket before I went to church. I always used to leave it at home. So I couldn't give too much. And God said, give everything that you have. I said, but that's everything, Lord. He said, give everything. I put everything in there. I lived better that week. Than I had lived at any other week. You know, I had nothing. But I had to trust God for everything. I trusted God for the petrol to put in my motorbike to go to work. I trusted God for my sandwich at lunchtime. I trusted God for other things. At the end of the week, I had money left over to give to other people. Uh, if you give, God will give back to you. It's difficult to take those first steps. That's why God says, prove me now. He knows it's difficult for us to take those first steps. But if you take them, and say, I'm trusting you, God. I'm going to do this. Your word commands it. I'm going to do it. And I'm trusting that you're going to look after me. I guarantee you that God will bless you. I don't guarantee, as I said earlier, because I've just read it. Kim and I have lived it for 30 years. Yeah, we've just bought this new tent. It seats 3,000 people. Costs us 15,000 pounds. I never prayed for the tent. I never asked God for the money for it. God told me to buy it. I believed him. One week later we had the money. Because if you are putting God first, you don't need to beg Him for what you need. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Not might be, not could be, 
They will be. Amen. There is no doubt. And He will provide everything you need. The things that I need to do what God's called me to do, He provides. The things that you need to do to do what God's called you to do, He will provide. As Craig said, He'll provide you with His work. You know, this lady in Vida who went and said, I'll give you my time for 10 days. God gave her a job after five. You know, when I didn't have work in England, I went to our church and I said, I want to give you a day a week. I will work for one day a week for nothing for you. I painted the building. I did photocopying. I swept the leaves outside. I went and cleaned people's houses. Because I wanted to work. You know, God honors that desire. You know why I wanted to work? The Bible says if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. I enjoy eating. <laughs> I enjoy it. They have to work. You know, if you are unemployed and you want a job, I suggest you start to sow your time. If you have no work, find somebody you can give work to. It says, as a man sows, so shall he If you want employment, sow your labor. Speak to your pastor. Speak to someone else that needs help. And go and give them of your time. You know, by the time I was asked to work full time for the church, I was giving them two days a week already. I was so prosperous in the three other days of the week that I was working. I was living for seven days a week on three days income. I chose I would never work on a Sunday. And I would spend Saturdays with my family. Mondays and Tuesdays I worked for the church. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday I was employed and I earned so much money in three days that I didn't need to work the other day. I left school, as Craig told you, no qualifications. I didn't come out of business school. But God gave me wisdom to make money. I had three businesses. I had a building business where we employed people. I had a plumbing business. I had a business selling computers. When I went to school, they didn't even have computers. I knew nothing about computers. But I had a business selling computers and installing them in offices. 
Because God gave me wisdom, not taught by man, taught by God, which enabled me to learn how to use one of these things. And to teach other people to use one of these things. And we had more money coming in than I could cope with from selling computers. James says, if any man lacks wisdom, man or woman, let him ask of God, who gives to all men abundantly and without reproach. You know, I was... Uh, I was like Craig. I am like Craig. My wife has to stop me giving money away. One day I had given so much money away. We were £7,000 in debt. <laughs> my, my, my wife looked at the, our bank statement. She said, where has all this money gone? I said, I gave it away. She said, but look at the stay of us. What have you done? I said, but God will give back to us. She said, you're giving away our bread. And I have. And I said, God, I'm sorry. I was only wanting to be generous. Please forgive me if I've done wrong. I said, God, I will work to pay this off. I was in business. There was one type of job I got, which I earned lots of money from. And I said to God, I really could do with lots of this job. Normally I would get one of these jobs in a year. I said, God, I will work and do these jobs if you give them to me. Within a month, I was asked to quote for ten of them. I got nine of them. And within two months, I was debt free. God can give you wisdom. No, we need to involve Him. In every part of our lives. You know, I was driving down the road in Craig's car yesterday. I thought, if I was in Bulgaria, I would open up a shop washing cars. I couldn't find anyone to wash my car yesterday. Or Craig's car. In England we have Polish people that come to England. And on every street corner you find them washing cars. And they have make a fortune. Because English people don't like their cars to wash their cars. Yeah, maybe that would work here. Maybe it would be another idea God will give you. You know there was a man on an aeroplane one day. True story. He had been using a glue which was very inflammable. And he thought this is really dangerous. He said, God, if only there was a glue that works like this one, it wasn't as dangerous. And as he was praying, he heard, he, felt, 
He felt God speak to him and he started to read, write down the things that God was saying. And when he looked at it, he knew it was a formula. He had a company that did chemical stuff. He took it into the scientists and he said, make this formula. When they made it up, it was a glue. That wasn't flammable. It wasn't dangerous in any way. But it had all the attributes of the glue he'd been using. He said to God, if we can sell this, I will give 90% of the profit. That glue is now used worldwide. He gives millions of pounds every year to the kingdom. Because he heard God. Now I want to encourage you, God's got wisdom for you. God's got blessings for you. The choice is yours. Listen, if you do it God's way, if you seek to sow, you will reap. If you are not reaping as much as you think you should, I would ask you to ask yourself some questions. Am I not sowing enough? Am I living by God's word? Is there any area in my life I need to bring about change? Because the Bible tells us if we do these things, if we live by God's standards, if we sow, if we seek to do what his word says then we will make our ways prosperous and then we will have good success you know God expects us to work you know it's not good for men not to work you know there's a, a, a parable of the talents it says every one of these three men were given talents two of them went and worked with what they had and it increased the third one didn't work with what he had the two that worked the masters returned to them and he said to them well done good and faithful servant you were faithful in a few things I will release you to be in charge of many things but to the one man that didn't work he said you wicked lazy slaves you were not faithful in what you were doing. So what you've given, were given will be taken from you. And there's a principle. If we are faithful in this God will release us into greater The principle starts being faithful in small things. If we are faithful with what God's given us, and we give, 
He will give us back. Amen. And He will say to you, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful in a few things. I'm going to give you more. I know that's true. Because I've seen it in my own life. I know that's true because I've seen it in others' lives. And we need to have more. Because there's a world out there that needs to be blessed. And if they look at the church and say, they're a poor bunch of miserable looking people, they're not going to want anything from us. But if they see that our lives are blessed, and that we're so blessed that we can give to them as well, it will change this world. One last story. We had a paper in our town, local paper. And in the paper there was a story of a family in the town. They weren't Christians. Their son was very ill and had been taken into hospital. Mum and dad were spending all their time at the hospital with the son. They worked for themselves so they were earning no money. And the story was telling how people were trying to take repossess things from them because they weren't paying their debts. He's saying how awful this was that this family that had a son that was so sick he might die. We're having the things from their house taken back. And uh, we as a church said, we want to bless this family. And we took up an offering. And we had lots of notes and we put them in an envelope. And we put a little card saying we heard about what was going on. And we wanted to let you know there were people that cared about what was happening to them. And we put the envelope through the door of their house. Two Sundays later, a lady came to church. And I went over, I said, are you visiting us? She said, yes. I said, do you live locally? She said, yes. I said, what made you come to us? She said, we had this envelope come to our door. It was stuffed full of money. She said, and the, the letter said that was, your church wanted to bless us. She said, even our family didn't give us money. She said, but you didn't know us. And you blessed us. She said, why did you do it? I said, because God told us to. I said, because we have more than enough for our own needs. And we saw you had a need. Two weeks later, I made an appeal on a Sunday morning. And this lady came forward. She said, I want the God that you have. You know, if we give to this world, it reveals something for God's love. 
But if we're going to give, we need to have that to give. So we need to recognize where that comes from. And honor him by giving back to him. Yeah. God wants to bless you. Life is in your own hands. If you will, what's that? Should Joshua one? Find it. You got it on the crate? Joshua 1.8 This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of courage. Be not afraid or dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with you. Wherever you go. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but meditate there in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written. Who's going to make your way prosperous? God? Oh, no, man. Huh? Us. Us. Who's going to make your way prosperous? Point to them. Point to the person that's going to make you prosperous. No, you should be pointing here. It's God says, for then you will make your way prosperous. And you will have success in whatever you do. He says, if you do it God's way, the outcome is what your actions do will make you prosperous. Don't say, if you're not prosperous, don't blame God. Don't blame the Englishman. Don't even blame the Nigerian man. Or the pastor. Just point the finger here say, I'm not prosperous because I'm not doing what God says. Because this says if you do what God says, you will make your way prosperous. Okay, we're going to finish there. Amen. I just want to thank Yana for a whole day's worth of translation there. And uh, we'll be uh, here all day tomorrow again. This is to see. This is this is what it takes to get prosperous. Sitting on those chairs and absorbing God's word. And I commend you for doing that today. I've such good listeners. Um, tomorrow at 9.30 we'll be picking up Stolipinodo. The bus will leave in about 10 minutes to go back again. I'm, I'm going to drive to the back to Stolipinodo. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, please uh, invite others that couldn't make it today. They're welcome here tomorrow. God, God will be multiplying food again tomorrow. <laughs> and thank you from Russia. You guys for sorting the food out. Thank you for Shakira for hosting us. We really appreciate this. And uh, tomorrow, brother, service will be sharing as well. As well as Tim and me. And maybe some other folks as well. And there's going to God, and ultimately, God is talking to us. God is preparing us. God is glorifying us. Amen. Amen. Amen.